Hi everyone, welcome again to another podcast session with myself, Chris Wall and Ricky Stoddart. Hello folks. How are you buddy? I'm good. Excellent, good, good, good. Uh, we've got an interesting topic to discuss today and I think it's something that a lot of hobbyists are going to, you know, it's really going to prick their ears and their attention because ultimately it's something that we all like to see uh, in any hobby. It's yep. a bit of value and where can it be found, how do you go about it and... Mm-hmm the buy-in techniques of hobbyists mm-hmm. um essentially how to maximize your budget nice yeah so obviously when it comes to purchasing anything whether it be a tv phone you know you mm-hmm. name it mm-hmm. people want to see value but obviously when it comes to koi there's a lot of objectivity to it you know there, there is what what is perceived value at point x in two years time may seem like an expensive mistake yeah a lot of variables in between that time so i guess the question is where do you start with this big question a lot of answers it is a big question it's Mm. probably going to rumble on a while this one but Mm. i think uh I think changing expectations and managing expectations is the first part in all this. And there's an element of people within the trade being guilty at times of not helping to manage people's expectations by not being honest enough with them, in all honesty. There's not enough exposure, I don't think, and it's it's natural, it's on the other side of the world, but koi keepers don't get enough exposure to what's going on mm. in Japan because that sort of dictates the value of koi in the market at any given time and demand there and all the rest of it is is going to really affect it but i think you know one of the main ports in managing expectations is is again we we see fish we've got them you know we feature them in the magazine all the time high-end fish all japan show winners all the rest because they are inspirational and obviously we've got to be careful that that doesn't lead to other people thinking what they've got is not good enough it's understanding for a star these are one-off fish that in most cases, people have paid a lot of money for, but in others, people have been very savvy and actually managed to use a lot of skill in finding a fish young and just it's turned out well mm. in the end. Uh, but obviously knowing then that the sort of numbers of fish those kind of people have probably been involved in over the years to actually get that one yeah. Yeah, 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 major yeah. win as well. And I think we have discussed it a few times. It's Koi is a numbers game. Mm. It's a big numbers game. And... I think, yeah, looking at the way you buy and the way you see fish is is crucial. Now, just to start with a story, because this is where this will roll on, uh, was at Marido one year with uh, a client. It was actually, with, I was with a dealer. It was the dealer's customer who was looking for a Sankey. So naturally, Marido, pretty good place to go when you want a, yeah. a juicy Sankey. And uh, it was harvest time. This pond had not long been been pulled in and yeah i mean it was it was breathtaking now i've always my my whole koi keeping journey from the start was to understand quality in young fish and and understand young fish that can turn out really well when they get bigger uh so I've, i've invested everything in along the way and i'd like to think i've got quite good at it which and then it's obviously understanding what breeders are doing and seeing in fish this is also important because what a breeder often sees is completely different to what you might be seeing mm, so yeah we pulled up uh two fish there was one in the pond that was just an absolute and anybody would have picked it out it was a tank 
big big nissai huge body very finished looking fish easy just to go yeah that one uh koi show ready i would i would have mm. called it and then there was one that was swimming around that just kept catching my attention and we pulled both fish out into the bowl and i mean both expensive we're talking here in the realms of six and ten thousand pound each so valuable nissai admittedly but yeah when the price come out i was shocked at the difference even then and i'm looking thinking the one i selected that's the cheaper fish is the best fish mm. in my head from everything i know long term that's being the vision long term that's the better fish and i couldn't help i had to ask isashi san what what you know what's it all about and he said that one's ready for a koi show the more expensive one and then followed by i think the other one's the better fish and you just sit and sort of get your head around that for for yeah. a minute where he's he's selling the better fish for less money just because right now it doesn't look as good obviously the market's dictating it because he knows everybody who, who's going to walk in there and see them fish is probably going to pick that deer yeah, one sure. and want yeah. to buy it whereas not so many will on the other and ultimately they are fish that this this level was fish that if they remained unsold he would put them back in the mud pond the next year and, and continue raising them mm. but I just thought that's incredible to see that kind of attitude. And I've seen it a lot. Uh, Makoto over at NND, the same. You know, pricing fish under what I'd consider market value because he knows people's not going to see it. Had the same thing at Hoshikin. Another great experience. It's where mine and sort of Hoshikin's relationship sort of started and, and, and blossomed from because I'm there in autumn. He's just harvested Showa pulling these Nisai in off a truck. I mean, it was superb. We had a fish house full of people from Thailand, I think. And uh, anybody who's experienced that knows the, the fish houses get quite lively, uh, quite excitable. And uh, I, I just sort of stood back. I'm just watching from afar, the fish coming in, letting these guys go. And there's the pond just inside the door where in those times he was keeping the, the better Nisai. And one fish I'd clocked as it got moved into the bowl and went back into the pond and I'm sat looking, there's another few that I'd clocked and there's the exact same scenario. The few that were all up there, slightly bigger bodies, just a little bit upright, uh, patterns, everything, soon we up, looking finished and polished. First fish, as soon as they'd done harvesting, I just left them to it. They're pulling all these fish up and uh, I'm listening to the prices being quoted as well, just thinking, and I could see exactly what's going on here. They all left. The fish I'd looked at, still swimming around in pond, not even made it into a bowl for anybody. And I asked him to pull that up. And the minute I pointed it out, he just smiled. So I think that's the best one in there. Yeah, it's that mutual respect, isn't and it? And that's, yeah. that's where that... Then he just gets an understanding of the yeah. wavelength I'm on and, and you sort of go from there. But rightly so, from what I'd been hearing, that fish was sort of like half the price of the others that would have been quoted, uh, you know, that were all up and more finished. So the bit I want people to take away from this is there is a, a tax, if you like, for those fish that mm. are there More and finished, looking yeah. done and super, super predictable. You know, that happens in the market consistently. Shiro, sorry, another prime example. Mm. I think this is why they're actually so difficult to buy and sell because everyone's expectations are the fish we see featured in our magazine on the covers. You know, those absolutely superb, yeah, yeah, sumo, black and white patterns looking incredible. They're so few. Actually, in the grand scheme of things, so few actually end up like that and of quality 
which when you get them, they command a price. Because mm. Shiro's for Koi shows, obviously the small yeah, sizes yeah, yeah. in Japan are really competitive classes. You're talking anything from 12 boo. So that's fish that are under 12 centimetres. And what do they need in order to compete? Yeah, a pattern, level of finished yeah. pattern. Mm. How many of them do you think at Tosai are actually ready and in that kind of league? It's a handful mm. of the total numbers. It was uh, interesting, always interesting, when you have most industries uh, where the price is dictated, like you said, for example, in this instance, we're talking about the breeders. In other examples, it might be from the, the manufacturers or, or, or whatever. Mm. But that doesn't uh, transfer over to those that are buying the fish because often in particularly UK hobbyists having sort of been on the, the on the ground for quite some time that preference of pattern over anything else mm-hmm. overrides the, the, the focal point that the breeders are looking for yep you know I never forget when sort of that that light bulb moment when I was younger and uh, typically you know you've probably been there most hobbyists have been there when they were younger or earlier in their hobby when they go that's a nice pattern that could be a good fish but mm. they discount other areas mm-hmm. now if you're a breeder and you're basing pattern which is largely down to chance you can influence it mm. but the direct areas that you can have a massive influence on mm need to dictate the price of your product because mm. if you left things down to chance it would be yeah, a pretty yeah. foolish business mm. uh, pattern so breeders focusing on body and skin hobbyists focusing on pattern mm. typically is the scenario mm. you have to go through that sort of cycle of going well okay that is the nicer fish pattern wise but this is the better fish and yeah, what yeah, tends yeah. to happen is they go for the they they, they shop with their eyes mm. now that's, that's completely normal and it's getting if you're looking to maximize your budget it's probably trying to eke away from that mindset mm. having a vision i always talk to people about having a vision you know what's this fish going to be like mm. in the future because you buy a fish now now has been and gone with you know very quickly yeah, so yeah. what is that investment in that fish going to bring to you mm. what is the purpose of that fish for you are you yeah. taking it to a koi show are you wanting mm. koi show standard fish mm. in your own pond yeah which is you know i think a lot of people are, 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 are uh, it's quite attainable for a mm. lot of people to do that mm. are you looking to grow the fish big are you on a busy pond with loads of loads of color you mm. know it depends what you're looking to achieve i think homing in on that is gonna help a lot of hobbyists as well mm. I, see, I think you yeah from what i'm getting from what you're saying is it's be clear on what you actually want out of what you buy yeah. mm. because that's a high quality koi when that term's used there are vast amounts of high quality koi mm. in the market because all farms like you've just described that i've spoke about marido um prime example the inherent qualities in his lineage are superb mm. when you get in through to you know his, his uh, even you know mid-sized toe side 20-25 cm that he's just got on general sale most are going to have a relatively decent body and good quality skin because it is so inherent in the fish the pattern is the, the where the tax comes in because mm. like you said they can't really control it 
the numbers of the desirable patterns, uh, well, there's not a lot of them. And it's the ultimate one, you know, you've got body, you've got skin, that's where value is coming in, of the three criteria. When you add pattern, you've got a full house, that's, that's yeah, when prices yeah, yeah. start to soar. Because mm. they are rare beasts. It's not to say it's unattainable, though. you've just got to be smart about how you do it. If we come back to, to Shiro Otsori, because I think this is the prime prime example to focus on, they're fascinating how they change, but nobody mm. gives them the time. Yeah, yeah This yeah, is yeah. one of the biggest issues. You know, If you're raising fish, say you like to buy tosai, grow them on, and hopefully try and produce some number of fish, you've got to understand it's a numbers game, first of all. So don't go all in on buying that one tosai. You know, say you've got a 500 quid budget to spend don't go all in on the one try and buy 500 quid yeah you've been quite a big advocate Each. of that over just the years, be, be, be yeah, smart yeah. about it or, or at the very least buy two for 250 quid mm. that way you double your chances of getting a good fish at the end of it whereas when you're all in on the one and this is what i see i think when people are trying to build a collection because this is this is the, you know the, the fun part of koi keeping building that collection if you want that standard that high-end standard across your select uh, your collection you've got to be a bit harsh as well you know, you've got to be prepared to let stuff go. I think the issue is when you've gone £500 in that one tosai and it does turn out shit in the end, you know, something happens, there's a deformity you've missed or, or anything else like that, I think people are then too invested and mm, carry on. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they keep that, they give the pond space to it, it, it carries on, they, they invest further and further and further in it. or no, Knowing that it's not really... Yeah, yeah, or hoping that that little problem goes away or whatever it is, when in reality it's probably not. Whereas if you'd had two or three fish at that point, you raise them two or three fish. At the end of it, you sort of assess the situation, move a couple on. You've probably, if you've grown all three fish, this is a nice part. Even at sort of second hand market value, you can probably finance the other fish by moving the two yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what a great scenario. You'll have learned a lot as well. You'll have learned a lot more in the process because over that six to 12 months you've raised the fish, you've learned what three fish have done. That you're going to have learned mm. some of the upsides, downsides, all the rest of it, and you'll, you'll your eye will soak a lot more up, and your knowledge will have been gained substantially over just investing all that time in the one, especially with Tosai. If you're in the market and you're buying this eye, they're obviously a lot more predictable, and this is something else people need to look at when they're assigning budget. You know, do I want Tosai? Do I want to eliminate some risk and buy this eye because we're already another you know six to twelve months down the line. And the fish are a lot easier to read, a lot more predictable. Still not, you know, easy. They're still young, but it's a lot easier to dictate. So if you're buying high-end, to be honest with you, I'm at a point where unless you can buy big numbers, like I've sort of been doing with the Dainichi fish, and really sort of spreading it out across the board, spreading the risk almost, my advice is, is going this high at the very minimum because success rates for me uh with azakari fish myself customers whoever it is with nisai very very high mm. very high because they're just so much easier More to stable, read yeah. mm. tosai again it's it's a bit of a different it really is a wild market but it's good fun when it comes off you can't beat it yeah i think a lot of customers are, are very right you know rightly so obviously we all work hard for our, mm. our, our money it's that risk adverse isn't it mm. you know and having that you, you're a, a, a bit of a, a breed where you just go well that's the reality that i'm in mm. if i don't play this game i don't get the results that i want yeah 
if you're a hobbyist and you got one pond, for example, your your remit for the season is I want a couple of nice fish. Mm. They might be looking at this and going, "Well, I've then got to give up pond space to X amount of fish, knowing that I only want to keep two. Mm. Is that is that where this is in your opinion? Is that the best way of best format of trying to get something good at the other end? Yeah, you, you need numbers. You just literally can't swerve away from it. Nobody's eye is that good that they can just go that one. Mm. That's the one that I guarantee if I spend the next five years raising that, I'm going to have a worldie at the and end I get, of it. Uh, we're talking like a, a, a reasonable, w- without getting too carried away here, we're yeah. talking this, this, we want to make this attainable to the average yeah. man or woman, you know. Yeah. We're not talking like pick five fish at sort of a thousand pounds each. We, this, is, this is the technique that you would endorse if you were yeah. a hobbyist and trying to, to get... You've got to be smart when, when you're working within the... And everyone's working within the constraints of a budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, relative, there's, there's 0.0% yeah. of people in the world who, who don't really have to worry about mm. it. So at what level? We're working in within the realms of a, a budget. So it's just about being as smart as you can and, and accepting that if, you, if your budget is limited, don't go looking for three out of threes. Because that's that's not reality. Mm. You're just not going to find it. You're not going to achieve it. So then it's about being smart. Well, what's my best chances of achieving it? Well, yeah, look for those fish that aren't being taxed, because the pattern's all there straight away. You know, learn to understand quality. This is this is the point, and anybody can do this. This is outside of a budget. Understand body properly. Understand how body develops, bone structure, those key things. Understand skin. You know, learn a little bit more about sumi development, and all this happens by again it, the numbers game. Having the fish, seeing it, I was discussing it on my Q and A last night. That all the knowledge I've gained over the years, it's not by walking into a fish house and sitting down with breeder and going, right, tell me how you fish develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's just not real because even that's subjective to to their environment that they're in. It can differ the minute they left that water and go to a different place. Mm. It's all just come from playing this numbers game over the year and having vast amounts of fish and raising them, seeing what happens and letting my eye just soak it all up. It's uh, an interesting area where we talk about uh, development. So, you know, particularly fish that have got sumi sat down in in the body. That's, Mm. they were sort of fish, typical scenario, you've got a load of tossi that come in and there's a few standout fish Mm. pattern-wise straight away I, i'm thinking why are they in there mm. that uh, that's the cynic yeah, in me. yeah that's yeah. the cynic yeah. in me because yeah. i'm going knowing from you know mm. how it works in japan why is that fish in there very Pattern, true. patterns cock on yeah you can ask for more what mm. and then i'm literally looking for the floor normally it's mm. body mm. detail that is the issue so then obviously they're the type of fish if i were a hobbyist i'd discount but they're the ones that will sell first. Yeah. So then it's having this vision again. I always harp on about this 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 vision. What's the fish going to do? Fish for me that have the sumi sat down in the skin is is a real yeah. You know when we're talking, try and find those two out of two out of three ticks. The third one might be something that is not there at the moment, but yep. it's going to take that leap of faith, that punt, that understanding in that lineage, that breeder, mm. 
how they typically respond in the UK. Mm. Sometimes it'll work out, sometimes it won't. Mm. Seeing that sort of grey, dull area on the white skin, that mm. you know, is is that it's a fun though as well? I I believe so. Yeah, chasing the dream, and you see it all the time on on some of the hobbyists that have had mega results. Mm out of real sort of rough diamonds and mm. it's turned into yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's the dream isn't yeah. it that's what we all want get to understand that quality mm. aspects and understand that sumi can come you know i've been i've ended up doing quite a lot of talks about you know these different sumi types recently yeah yeah, yeah. The, the one particular style where sumi's developing in the top of the skin mm. it's larry stuff when you're looking at tosai sankey for example you're mainly looking at a karaka with a couple of shimmies here and there yeah I see if I see a fish like that that's got a half decent Benny pattern, nice body confirmation, and all the rest ticks all the boxes. I'm all in for it because mm. I just know you sit on that more than likely in our water in the UK, you, you're going to get some kind of shocking result from yeah. it in, in a positive light. So, but I think it's also important to, to see you know, appreciate how what is good value for money when you're buying fish and what is your valuing system because for me good value for minute money is something that you buy and you get a good lifespan out of mm, yeah not enjoy, just keeping you, it alive enjoy it yeah. you get the enjoyment yeah. from it as well and it develops and progresses probably you know to be a fish of more value than when you started because it'd be quite easy if you to buy a fish for you know toe side for 100 quid and you stick 25 30 centimeters on it and actually be less worth less than when you started mm, yeah yeah uh so yeah raising something up like that and a great example i've seen many many years is asagi so yeah we when we say it because i've got an infestation problem with these at the minute yeah however <laughs> great example of of where you know this variety goes seriously wrong because it's so easy to raise good asagi yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah. as a breeder like oya where i've got most of them from produces so many good ones by mm. the time the tosai harvest in september for all his selections so many good fish and most of them you don't actually know what's going to happen to them because at that point they're looking like yuki asagi plain, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of plain white not a lot going on and and it has to happen they all have good body confirmation the benny yeah you have somewhere the benny comes up sooner which will generally always be more valuable uh but the majority of them the benny always comes but what people are actually shopping for when they're looking for that at tosai yeah is the darker example that's got all the benny up on the belly already I absolutely guarantee you, if you find one of those, by the time that's three years old, it'll look like a bag of shite. Yeah. Absolutely no doubt about it. Whereas the ones I'm selecting, so this is what's happening, a batch is coming in, all them dark ones I'm rejecting, and they're the ones everybody wants. That's that's the reality of what the market dictated. I'm keeping all the ones that nobody wants at that point that are showing a little bit of red somewhere, sometimes even no Benny on them. Uh, some of them looking like there's no uh, pattern in the top of the fish just really really light insipid looking yeah, yeah. things they're the ones I want and ironically they're probably the ones that the breeder will value yeah so I grow to, to them, grow, but yeah, those yeah. those ones are probably not starting to look like the fish they're going to be until they're getting on for three years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden there you've got the one that's been bought you know uh, looking good at toe side by the time it's three year old looks terrible you probably want to get rid of it if if you're on a like building a collection of fish you want to keep whereas the ones I'm picking aren't even hitting the stride at the peak till three mm. years old and just going beyond that then that's that's a classic example though isn't it of mm. where that little bit of uh, 
you know, intelligence when selecting the fish. Okay, mm. if you don't have the budget to buy the finished product, then the compromise is patience. The best bit about it with that one, though, is you buy the finished product with that variety and pay the price. Mm. You ain't getting any. It doesn't no, matter yeah, how good it yeah, is. Yeah. There's no longevity in it. It's yeah. just not that sort of variety. Mm. Might get away with it in Japan, and some some bloodlines are different. Yeah, sure. Wadarasagi, for example, they they're different. They kind of look a bit more finished and polished at Tosai and just sort of grow through. Mm. But you, that's in Japan. You can quite easily bring that style back to the UK. Darkens, they overdarken yeah. too quickly. Mm. It's just, you know, all this stuff, and I get it's not easy information to find. No, 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 no. Changing your mindset towards it isn't something... But this is uh, another example to discuss, and we've mentioned it a few times before, but it is one that I keep coming back to. And this this comes from dealers as well. Mm. I guarantee you speak to nine out of ten hobbyists, how do you pick a shower? Well, you pick the ones with the nice flowery kahaku patterns. And that's yeah, how that's see. how it's the, the perceived, and then people go that they discount the whole mindset that obviously Shower is a three coloured fish. You've got me right, Rev. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, folks. But how many? You know, even when that. Uh, it, Sorry, it's I'm going to have to go with it, Chris. It's the harmony of the colours, is what I'm but, getting. But at. the big the big issue there as well is that's a load of of bullshit that's been spoon-fed to people yeah, for, yeah. for years. And that's Becomes the sort gospel, of mentality yeah. that mm. people need to get out of their head. Like mm. with Shoal, for example, find the Shoal that have got a good Koaku pan. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a Shoa that's won a major prize at the Old Japan There's... in the past God knows how many years that's got any sort of Koaku pan. Not, not in the big sizes. It's, it's it... not the style of them, but then that's leading people astray because yeah. the first thing they're looking for is something that really isn't obtainable. Mm. And it's not the way to select Shoa. But wherever it, wherever all this shit come from back in the day, I've got no idea. Well, it's an easy but, sales pitch, isn't it? Because you can find. Uh, imagine, imagine the scene. You, you know, you've got a load of hobbyists around you. Oh, this is a nice shower. Why? Why? Oh, because it looks like a kahaku now. But mm-hmm. it's all relative to where that sumi is going to be placed. Mm. You know, uh, I remember. Uh, Years ago, I was sort of with a friend of a friend and sort of went along to a koi dealer and mm-hmm. bowled some shower and yeah. he was sort of asking me my opinion. I said, just have a look at the fish, see what you think. First thing the dealer came out with, this is the best fish. Why is that? It's got kahaku It's pattern. one of these old wives' tales. Isn't it, that I'm just looking at gets... it and I'm going, that half yeah, of that kahaku so pattern around. will be black. Mm. So forget that mm. straight away because mm. <laughs> that kahaku yeah, style yeah, pattern yeah. is irrelevant. Yeah. And it's about having that that mindset and that foresight to go, where's the harmony in this fish moving forward? Mm. And that that's just something that people, not everyone obviously, but that's something that a lot of uh, new hobbyists, even more more mature hobbyists, mm. fail to sort of grasp. Mm. You know, yeah. it's it's, and I think moving forward, if people can get hold of this information, digest it, absorb it, yeah. and then apply it, there's going to be a lot more satisfied That's hobbyists. what we're trying to do, isn't it? Because that, mm. honestly, all this old stuff, and this is this is what, before I even started all this, I'm sat there working away in my office on a daily basis, watching the odd stuff and seeing stuff, getting banded around and just pulling my hair out mm. and thinking this this needs to stop. Because it has just, not just quite appreciation stuff, loads of stuff within the hobby just circulating and making people feel... 
chasing chasing unobtainable standards and dreams and I think that's something that the show circuit can do in all this, you know, be very wary of getting into it. Showing is great. It's a great side of the hobby if you're into competing, but you be careful of it and be careful of mixing in circles even mm, where that yeah. sort of dominates the conversation because if you ask me what's needed for a fish to win over here, oh, it's just time to time to give up. Mm. I've got no idea. I really haven't because some of the criteria that must seem to win awards makes no sense to me. So if there's somebody out there trying to understand that, God help you. Best of luck to you, really. Well, we've spoke about this before, mm. haven't we? We're genuinely trying to select a fish that ticks all mm. my boxes, your boxes. What what would be perceived as a technically good fish mm. uh, can go out the window on the day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I guess... Enjoy it whilst you can, but don't make it the be all and end all no, of the hobby. Again, something you've got to be very careful of mm. because I think, again, if you're working within budget restraints, it's going to lead you down a path whereby, yeah, everything looks impossible. And it's really not because, like mm. I said, the, the market is dripping in good quality fish from Japan. It's just how you assess and see that quality and, and match it against your expectations. Mm, yeah. That's really the bit. But that thing you say about show is absolutely prime. You know, because if you're sat looking for, and don't get me wrong, a show with a nice cocoa pattern can look the business. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just not that many. It's not the way showers done. I think probably, you know, going back maybe 10, 15 years, that probably show were a little bit more like that. It's just not the way they've gone. Mm. As Kindai show become more yeah, prevalent, yeah, yeah. it's doing more about, and it's about the balance of the three colours. Yeah. And this is where you can really win. Koaku themselves is a lot harder, and I think this is why they struggle in the market in general they're a nightmare fish to sell to source because to try and meet the expectations in koaku is very unforgiving the pattern does play a big part yeah you really can't skirt around that bit it plays a huge part and because of the sort of kudos around the variety when you are getting that pattern there and everything else they're just expensive you can't uh, skirt how often it. do you get it rick when uh, i'm after three or four step kahaku yeah yeah so we all are <laughs> yeah but it's never just the three or this is where it seems to go off the it's yeah, never yeah, just yeah. a three or a four step it's you know i want one from a decent bloodline that's got nice benny nice shiroji three four step you know Female, nice bit of older yeah. may if you can head's gone yeah it's it's just insane check checkbook time <laughs> yeah but then this comes back to expectations if that's really the case avoid the variety you know, because yeah, it's hard. That's probably mm. somewhere where you have got to go in deeper with your budget if it's there and available to get what you want. You haven't got to do that with Showa, Shirutsu, or yeah. Sankey. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot more scope to pick something up there that just radically changes and, and yeah, blows everybody away. Mm. You end up with something far more valuable. Asagi's a variety you can do it. There's absolutely yeah. loads you can think of where, yeah, play play within the realms of what what works for you yeah, what can yeah, help yeah. you achieve what you want to do yeah. there's nothing wrong with that mm. at all metallic fish again this is this is an interesting one because we think i think the general consensus is oh, metallic fish they're sort of like the the throwaway varieties if you want to enter that world on some serious level you've got to budget up mm. because obtaining that stuff at tosai you can grow mass numbers of this stuff from tosai and a lot of it will just end up absolutely poetic. washed out yeah, yeah it's it's tough old fish and this is why when you do see metallic fish of quality they command serious price tags yeah yeah, yeah. well if that's the case and you're looking to build 
stay away from them. Mm. Go with something that is a little bit more predictable, stable, where you know there's a high chance you can deliver something really good at the end of it. Mm. Yeah, Karashigoi, Chagoi. Dead simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not something you've got to you've got to spend a fortune on. You can have a lot of enjoyment from it. Like I say, you buy a batch of four or five Karashi, raise them up. Yeah, you've got one champion in there. Sell the others on. Happy days. I've, it's it's a, an area that we could go on about all day. It's an area that we're both quite passionate about as well because we want ultimately as a as a business as people in the industry, the more people enjoy this hobby. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. we've done our job in that sense. And this is one for I mean? years, getting people to understand what you can do with a limited budget in this yeah, job. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. am so passionate about that. All it takes is is listening, to be honest with you. It's, mm. it, it really can be done. Just all, every so often, breed, no understanding breeder's mentality as well. You know, I've, just a thing recently, which I never expected. So when I started my Koi Wholesale videos, I'm doing the selections and I'm using terms like rejected. Well, these are the fish that I've rejected now at this point. It's understanding what's going on here because it's actually come in that a few of my dealers have fed back that all of a sudden people are saying they don't want the fish yeah, from those batches because it's, yeah. it's not the best stuff. I've kept all that. Well, that's just what happens in Koi in yeah. general. Your stock has been rejected. Every bit of it. Yeah. Every bit of it. If that's my mentality, I'm never buying a fish. Mm. I'd still be there in Japan now trying to convince a few breeders to sell me some of the best tosai and getting absolutely leathered for it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just not, it's not real. So, and again, it's managing the expectations. Some of the things I've done this year, for example, the, the Issa tosai. So even based on last year's, last year when I did them, they come in at a size where they were shipping far less in a box and they were already more valuable fish. All that things put them at a certain price point which meant that Issa Showa in the marketplace was still a shock then. They were sort of hitting 125s, 150s mm. from the first selection. Amazing to be able to offer that because ultimately, whether even the quality is no good, there's certain elements of the DNA, the fish are still got. So there's a Showa there, you can know if you're just into growing big fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, it's a bloodline there. You can do it and do it on a budget. Was this year, it's like, no, I want to make them more affordable again. So I managed to get in at the earliest batch of the fish where they were even smaller and shipped them in far more in a box. So before we know it, we've got Issa Shower in Marketplace this year at 75 and 100 quid. Even more attainable. Mm. Fantastic. But again, this is where it comes down to expectations. Yeah, you know, in order to do all this, I've had to buy a quantity, you know, a thousand fish to make that work. So obviously I'm looking that to make that project viable for me. I'm looking at producing or need to produce like 15, 20 pieces of really good quality Nisai out of it. And I know for I need a thousand fish at the quality I'm buying them in order to deliver those 15 yeah, to 20 sure. fish. That's the numbers. If I buy 500, I know I'm going to probably get half the amount of them. And then also the way I do this, there's all these different fish along the way because mm. there's various selections got to be done where yet yeah, the quality goes up each time. But even at the first selection, there was fish of real quality in there, which just as certain things in there didn't meet my vision for the fish I wanted to raise. And this is what happens at these breeders as well. It's fascinating, but you've got to matter. Every breeder has got a vision in their head of what they want that fish to look like. You've seen it when someone mm. discuss it. It's fascinating. So then if it doesn't fit within that realm, they reject it. 
that could be actually a good fish. Yeah. In a certain just market. Meet there. Yeah. In a certain mm. market and understanding that's a good fish for somebody. So they're carrying good genetics, DNA. Happy days. So me at that point, yeah, some of them I was rejecting because they had Benny showing on the belly. That's it. Because I know for me, if I if I raise that fish up to a Nissan, we're talking about these these fifteen, twenty Nissan raising being fish are probably two thousand pound upwards. Yeah, sure. Valuable fish that have had a lot invested in them as well to get them to that point. Mm. So I know that if that's got a red belly, the sort of koi keeper that wants to buy that shower at that price level as Nissai will not will tolerate not, will that. Not yeah, accept yeah. that. Mm. But they were great fish. You know, everything else was showing they were great fish. So yeah, that's the expectations. At that price point, you're going to expect something to not be quite yeah. right. Mm. But there was really good fish in there. Then as the next selection comes on, you know, the real poor stuff just gets really sold off for, for pennies. But then there's always good fish along the way. It's just at that given moment, I might be putting something because, right, I'm looking to raise them to 50, 55 centimetre this eye. Well, if a few of the bone structures don't quite stack up and tell me that that's going to happen, I'm going to move it on mm. because that space is limited and I've got to be harsh it's with precious, the yeah. selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you've got there then is in, in some of these cases, fish that would easily grow to say 60, 70 centimetres over a few years in a, in a hobbyist pond with banging quality. And you've picked it up at a snip. Yeah. We're talking hundreds of pounds instead of thousands. That's the reality of this and managing mm. them expectations, you know. Yeah, if you are that koi keeper that, that's got the budget and wants to spend £2,000 on one, yeah, wait. Absolutely, wait. If you're not, just get real. I'm sorry, it's got to be said like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manage what's going on in, in your head because you've, you've, there are compromises. I think that is the big issue. Uh, and I think the market in the UK as well is uh, a bit of a problem because there's a big disconnect from Japan mm. and the UK mm. and how the interpretation of price is yeah. like the the like I say the fish with the pattern will be the the first one in the bowl yeah, yeah. In, in the UK yeah. I think as you're saying that the sort of point I want to end on is I think like I said it at the beginning dealers are a little bit responsible mm, in, yeah, in yeah, elevating yeah. expectations I think because what I tend to find is I'll have clients come to me and say, I've got a customer wanting this X, fish. Y, Z, yeah, yeah. And can we source it in Japan? Absolutely. The first question I start with always, because the words that will get what me is after a really high quality yeah, yeah, yeah. koaku. Right, fantastic. What's the budget? He's not got one. If, if that's what I hear, I'll not even entertain it because that's that's not real to begin with in, in most cases. We need to know what budget we're working because the word high quality is so subjective. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that could be, I could literally, my head, you say, I mean, he's after a really good high quality. Right, cool. Let's get to Washington, pull some Nissai up. Here they are, three grand a piece. Oh, I know I only wanted to spend 500 quid. Right, there we go. Mm. Absolutely nothing wrong with that, but we know that at that point we can manage the expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But what will also happen is not just the budget will come, people will come and say, he's after a really nice. Uh, three-step koaku from Oshkin, for example. Right, okay, what's the budget? Uh, 300 quid. Right, that's going to be tough at any farm. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. mind Oshkin. And there's possibly going to be some compromises. In all reality, it might be quite hard to do. And they say they're asking for a Nisai, for example, unless you probably look at Tosai and actually growing it. That's going to be my response. Whereas what you might find is, and it happens too much, 
you'll get a request from a dealer who's maybe going out to Japan themselves, something like that, and it'll be that same request. Nice three-step Nissan Kawaku, you know, for £500 budget. And they'll, I think, even give them half a chance that that's going to be in some way obtainable and easy to do. Well, yes, you could possibly find that fish, but I guarantee you somewhere there'll be probably some level of compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will. And that's the bit I've got to be keen on. And I would always advise then, you know, if you want to do that, maximize your budget, Tosai, not Nisai. Mm. Go that way. If you really want to go Nisai and have that level of quality you're talking about, you need to increase that budget. Yeah, Otherwise, it's not more, likely yeah. to happen. And I don't think that happens enough because it's more that sort of lure that people make out. It's obtainable and they can achieve it. Yeah. Whereas in reality, they can't without some level of compromise. Mm. So... Great, that's, that's it's, it's a great it. chat and it's something mm. that um, applies to everyone, hobbyists, uh, dealer, you yeah. know what I mean, across the board. I have it. it yeah, it's no yeah. different. And I, I think there's still more to go at this uh, in the future, but it's a good starting point and I th- I'm hoping a lot of people have taken on board and appreciated what, what we're trying to do and that message that we're trying to get across. Yeah. Uh, and you can apply it when you're out in the in the market shopping for your fish. That's ultimately what we're trying to do. So um yeah, it's been a good chat this one. I've enjoyed that and yeah, hopefully we've helped a few people along the way. Uh as always, many thanks for tuning in guys and um we'll see you on the next issue. Yeah. Happy days.